Justin Herbert is one of the best young players in the NFL, but on today's show, we're talking about the Chargers' top five players under the age of 25. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and we've been covering the Chargers together for over six seasons. We're heading into our fifth season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys for making this your first listen today, and to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from but David I ended up seeing a list of the top five players in the NFL or top 25 players in the NFL under the age of 25 and two Chargers made the list Justin Herbert and Rashawn Slater both deserve it both in the top 15 of such players and today we're going to be doing our own list of the Chargers top five players under the age of 25 obviously both those guys will make the list and we'll start with just how impressive Justin Herbert has been but then we'll round it out with you know Maybe some Asante Samuel Jr. Where does Josh Palmer make the list? Does Donald Parham make the list? And no rookies on today's list as well. So we'll round out our top five and talk about some players as well that could make the list next season. (coughs) Zion Johnson being number one. But David, it starts with Justin Herber and Pro Football Focus and Locked On alumni. Trevor Sikama made a list for Pro Football Focus of the top 25 players in the NFL under the age of 25. And Obviously, someone like Justin Herbert's going to show up on that list as a 24-year-old NFL superstar. He comes in at number two, and this is what they had to say. Over the past two seasons, Herbert has ascended to become one of the NFL's best quarterbacks. They also said that he's not just one of the most talented quarterbacks under the age of 25. He's just one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and that's just true to this point. And he is easily the Chargers' best player under the age of 25. And it's crazy to think about what this dude has done. Before the age of 25, David, I mean, the only person that beats him out on this list is Nick Bosa, who's coming up, you know, 15 and a half sack season last year and is deserved to be high up on the list as well. That being said, I think the 49ers would probably trade Nick Bosa for Justin Herbert in a heartbeat. So the, the quarterback position makes a lot of, you know, makes it a much different conversation. But Justin Herbert, incredible, one of the best players, one of the best young players easily in the league. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself there. I mean, this guy in the first two years he's been in the league has been absolutely just crushing records left and right. Most passing yards through the first two seasons of a career in NFL history. Most completions for the through the first two years, two seasons in NFL history. Single season record for uh, record for touchdowns for the Chargers and <laughs> 5000 passing yards. I mean, and that's just a couple of them, okay? They're, the the list is very, very long. Justin Herbert is extremely athletic, very, very, very smart, very, I mean, can make any throw on the football field and make it look easy. This guy is just scratching the surface to where he is capable of taking his, his game and taking the Chargers. I firmly believe that Justin Herbert is an absolute all-world superstar and is going to take the Chargers to the promised land. Yeah, and to me, he's a top five quarterback in the NFL already. So, Absolutely. I mean, probably very deserving of being number one on this list. I'm not going to argue Nick Bosa, but he's no. just one of the best players in the NFL, one of the most marketable players in a very marketable 
market for the NFL in Los Angeles, trying to create buzz around that city. There's no one you could ask. I mean, it doesn't say a lot. I guess no. that's the only other thing. Like if you had, you know, yeah. the mouth of Baker Mayfield, he'd probably be on every commercial you see on TV. Oh my but goodness. He brings everything else to the table besides that because he's explosive. I mean, talk about stats. I mean, here's some more off the wall stats. According to Jeff Kerr from CBS last year, he was tied for the NFL lead in explosive plays accounted for with Tom Brady. They both had 111 in six, 17 games last year. I'm still getting used to that one. But yeah, I mean, most passing yards, touchdowns, most 300-yard games of any quarterback since the start of 2020. He was the number three quarterback in the NFL in QBR last year, only behind Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. He was number one in EPA expected points added for the season, adding 120 points expected over what a normal mortal would have scored for the Chargers last year. <laughs> and also, let's talk about the clutch part of this, David, because that's oh, the yeah. one thing that we got to see from Justin Herbert. I mean, so many people, you know, he hasn't made the playoffs and all these things. I mean, the arguments are going to keep going. The The goalposts are going to keep getting pushed further and further back when people don't want to give credit to someone like Justin Herbert. But <laughs> there's literally nothing this guy hasn't done in his first two seasons. I mean, he's been the best quarterback ever for someone who started both of their first two seasons. Obviously, Mahomes came sad a year right so that doesn't really count he has a lot of records to his own right but yeah. this dude has done anything you could have asked for and more and i think the clutch part of it seeing what he did in that performance last year against the raiders so many do or die situations where they had to have it and he kept them in those games he kept him in that game and just made it go way longer than it should have i think that's one of the biggest things we saw from him in year two as far as growth what 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 drives what drives me nuts? What makes me sick of those people out there that say that the Chargers didn't make it to the playoffs because of Justin Herbert or or, or anything of that mm -hmm. kind? That makes me absolutely ridiculously sick to my stomach because <laughs> Justin Herbert is the only reason why the Chargers were in that situation to begin with. His defense was giving up twenty five plus points per 27. game, yeah. twenty seven points per game, and he had to overcome that and score even more. That's a lot of pressure to put on your quarterback. And when you had to have it the most, Justin Herbert refused to let the Chargers lose. He did every single thing in his power to make sure that the team was going to come out victorious. But unfortunately, it wasn't in his hands, but it was to of no fault of his own. Justin Herbert went crazy last year, and that was the first year in that offense. So just just sit here and imagine for me, people, he's going to be able to dissect everything that he did wrong in this offseason, a full offseason in the same system. The first time that, that that's happened in many, many years for this kid. This kid is brilliant and very, 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 very talented. So he's going to be able to use that intelligence and that just natural God given ability with a second year in a system and he is going to get even better. And that, that I think that is what should scare everyone around the league is that this is not Justin Herbert's final form. He is going to get yeah. better. And he already did, right? Had the mm -hmm. best rookie season ever by a lot of accounts, right? Best quarterback ever through two seasons. Yep. And the leap that he made from his first year to last year, I mean, if you're just looking at the numbers, it'd be hard to see how much better he got. But to do that yeah. in that offense with what he was working with and also, right, what he had working against him, like the defense that you talked yeah. about, right? And also this from Mike Renner, Pro Football Focus, 46 completions lost due to receiver error. 46 more completions he probably should have had last year. I mean, even if you cut that in half, that's another 23, you know, 
completions that he has and however many more yards that would have come along with that, right? <laughs> and it's several more touchdowns as well. That was the second most in the NFL last year, right behind Tom Brady. So that is something that, you know, he has overcome for the most part. And it's just the most exciting thing, David, is just now seeing what he yeah. has. And it's going to be, you know, volatile either way, right? This is not yeah. a make it or break it season, but like he yeah. has everything he needs at this point to go out there, lead a playoff team, lead a team, deep into the playoffs and you know you don't get that playoff experience till you get there so we don't know yeah. what's going to happen there but right now he has everything he needs to make that deep playoff run and i think that's what's so exciting about the chargers right now is seeing how good this dude has been with what's around him and now what's around him now the coaching staff that's around him now the other elite playmakers that he has around him now especially on the defensive side not having to do yeah. everything himself that's yes. what makes this team so exciting right now a hundred percent. That's exactly what it is. You might not see all the big, sexy yardage numbers and the touchdown numbers that you saw last year, but that's because Justin Herbert's not going to have to be Superman this year. He's going to have a defense that's going to be able to get stops and get turnovers, and they're going to be able to score points themselves. So you might not see all of that same, but I think you're going to see a much freer, much better version, more efficient version of Justin mm -hmm. Herbert because he's not going to have all of the weight on his shoulders is going to be able to go out there, be free, understand the offense, master the offense and go on, execute it efficiently, effectively. And he's going to score a lot of touchdowns, but it might not be as much as the years before because he has a much better supporting cast. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not going to say he's not going to do that. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't get to those numbers, but I think with how efficient the offense should be now, how much better the offensive line should be now. Yeah. I think there's no reason to think he's not going to have a better season in 2022, which is crazy because of how good he was last season. And he has to improve and he has to keep it going because no one cares what you've done about through two seasons. Right. And yeah. what you've done, like that doesn't make you an all time great quarterback. It's doing it year in and year out and I believe he's going to do that and he's going to get better and he's going to lead this team to great things in 2022 and that's what's so so exciting because I mean we're going to talk about Rashawn Slater right in our number three on the top five list and Rashawn Slater is just in a crazy shadow of Justin Herbert as far as you know what you did in your rookie season unfairly <laughs> but Justin Herbert through two seasons is putting up like goat numbers like that that's what he's done he's been the greatest of all time through his first two seasons and that's undeniable at this point even though he hasn't made the playoffs and there's other things he hasn't done but just statistically the performance he's had the production he's had goat status and the other thing that's goat status david and has achieved it is built bars and that's what we have to get to now because built bars are the goat of protein bars and when you didn't think it could get any better then you see a built bar that's cake batter flavored david we're talking about birthday cake flavored built bars out right now i i love birthday cake flavored things i like white chocolate more than regular chocolate so it's hitting everything in my alley right now and it's packed with 16 grams of protein and 150 calories you're not going to get many birthday cake flavored things for 150 calories and they're definitely not going to be packed with 15 grams of protein david so when you're dieting and you're trying to break up the monotony of what that looks like a lot of chicken a lot of broccoli and you feel like you want a candy bar save yourself those extra, you know, 200 calories, go get a built bar, get that birthday cake flavor built bar, or you could go with those built puffs, right? David, you can go cinnamon churro, you can go brownie batter, you could go lemon dip cheesecake. Like there's so many great flavors to choose from at built.com. And that's not even talking about the built granola bars, the regular built bars with chocolate brownie, right? Crazy other flavors, cookies and cream, peanut butter, brownie, coconut almond, so many great flavors. And you're getting all the nutritional things and things that fit on your diet as well. 
And the best part is you can even save some money because if you go to built.com right now, you can use the promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, David. Well, the number one guy on this list was pretty obvious. And the number two guy on this list is pretty obvious. For pro football focus, he ends up coming in at 14. And of course, I'm talking about the phenom left tackle, Rashawn Slater, who's doing pass sets out in Bora Bora on his honeymoon because the dude doesn't <laughs> know a machine. how to quit. Yeah. And this is what pro football focus had to say. I mean, 14, he was only behind Tristan Wirfs as far as offensive lineman who was in the top four. So, I mean, that's not bad company to be keeping for sure. And Tristan Wirfs is only 23 as well. Sean Slater just turned 23 in March. So he's still pretty much, you know, two years away from even getting to 25. And he's already making a list like this. But this is what they said. Slater did very what very few players have been able to do throughout the course of NFL history. Play left tackle as a rookie and not just survive the season, but thrive in doing so. Slater played 1,116 snaps, which is third amongst all rookie linemen. And finished the season with an 83.6 overall grade. His 3.7 pressure rate allowed was tied with Jedrick Wills as the lowest rate surrendered by a rookie left tackle since 2010. So, David, he made an all-pro team. <laughs> he yeah. did something that Justin Herbert hasn't done, right? Yes. And Trent Williams, I mean, was easily the number one guy and the next best guy on that list for the all-pro team was Rashawn Slater. And, I mean, this dude is just everything you were expecting and more. And I think that's the impressive thing. And it's crazy when you hear him talking about that, you know, cringing, when he watches his rookie tape as an all pro. Right. And I think that's what the exciting thing about this dude is. is It just seems like even doing something that almost no rookie left tackle has ever done. He's still critiquing himself. He's still trying to get better. And I think that's, what's going to lead to a very, very long and successful career for sure. Yeah. Not resting on the the laurels of acquiring a, a second team, all pro nod, which is incredibly impressive, especially at one of the most technical positions on the football field at left tackle. I mean, that is absolutely (laughs) insane, but he's just not satisfied. He's never satisfied with the performance, which to me is like mind boggling because I've watched the chargers for, you know, 25 years and uh, you don't really see a a talent like Rashawn Slater come along ever. And the chargers have one, they have a like legitimate left tackle. And I think what's so special about Rashawn Slater is, He's not just a pass protector. He is an excellent run blocker, too. And I think you look at the PFF grades, and it's he's just as good at either one. As a pass protector, 80.3 overall grade. As a run blocker, 80.2. So he is excellent at both avenues of the game. Oh, by the way, 16 games, four sacks, six hits, and 26 pressures in 752 pass blocking snaps. So just to give you a better idea of how absolutely prolific that is, that's one sack every 188 pass blocking snaps. Hello. That is just unbelievably elite. And that's something he is disgusted about. (laughs) 26 pressures. That, that, That math can't be right. Ugh, my 26 God. pressures, 752 blast blocking snaps. I think that's like probably like it's definitely not one in a hundred and something as far as, as as far as pressures are out. But sacks allowed, I mean, what is that? 752 pass blocking snaps, and you allowed four snap or four sacks. Four that's sacks. every 200 almost pass blocking snaps before that's you're. That's what I was saying. Yeah, oh, 188 yeah. pass blocking snaps. He's only over the sacks. One, I think same pressures. Yeah, yeah right. that's one sack. When I mean, you remember it too. You go back to Cleveland, right? When it's like. They were playing Miles Garrett. I think he gave yeah. up two sacks technically in that game. And he was like telling Austin Eckler, 
not to chip on him because in one of the plays he had actually chipped Miles Garrett back towards yeah, Justin Herbert and it ended sack. up in a sack against yeah. Miles Garrett. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's that, insane. Like and that, and that's the other thing too is like I remember you know the Chase Young Rashawn Slater matchup was so like hyped up and then that oh, first yeah. seat, that first game. I mean it didn't even start then though, right? It was training camp. It was like the first day. Joey Bosa and Rashawn Slater went oh, yeah. one-on-one against each other. And yep. it's like all the reports saying he held his own. Like, mm-hmm. I remember when I saw it and I was like, I couldn't believe what I was seeing because he's not the biggest guy, right? No. He's not the strongest guy. I mean, no. I think he's way more athletic than you'd probably think. Like, I think oh, the yeah. dude is a freak athlete for Definitely. what he's able to do in his body control and balance and all that stuff. But, like, that was the moment. Then you back it up, you know, playing Chase Young, the defensive rookie of the year the year before. You made him switch Stonewall. sides. Yeah, you made him Half-time. switch sides. I mean, and the thing is, David, is he walked in and, like, immediately shamed, like, the Chargers' prior 15 left tackles. Like, he, he immediately came in and just, like, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, there was, you know, Russell Okun was fine for some of he that. Was good. He like, was solid. You know, he, he had some good moments. Yeah, but, like. Not as when, consistent or as dominant as Rashawn Slater has when been. it was one really good year for the most part, yeah. even with that, right? That three-year yeah. contract, you yeah. know, and obviously some of that's out of his hands. They end up trading him eventually. But, right. like when you look at whatever Sean Slater's done, like it's so crazy because it's like, you know, since we had started covering the chargers, right. That's what we had talked about so much. Oh, finding yeah. that left tackle, fixing mm-hmm. the offensive line. So to Please. get someone like Rashawn Slater with his brighter future, like he will be the best tackle in the league at some point. Oh, yeah. He will be considered a hundred percent. And that's yes. just the best present that someone like oh, Justin Herbert way, could get. He's on a rookie deal too. Right. Yeah. He's not going to be come. Good Lord, what that contract is going to be by the time he needs. Let's not even think about that. David, we are doing our top five list, though. Those were the two that made it in the NFL, you know, top 25 in the NFL. Sure. And it makes sense because it's slim pickings after that. We're not using rookies because Zion Johnson, you could make the argument for, but he hasn't played a snap. So it's not fair to say he's better than these players that we have actually seen play. So, David, who did you go with with number three on your list? Well, we both ended up going with him, but who is it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's Asante Samuel Jr. I mean, the, the the fantastic young corner who unfortunately dealt with a couple of concussions in his rookie year. But before that, man, you put on the tape and you watch this guy and you just get excited. I mean, you see the the ability to, to cover on the outside, to really be able to lock guys up, the, the ball skills, I mean, the feistiness, the tackling ability, the run support ability. Um, and this guy's a sponge. He's, he loves the game. He's there learning. You see him getting better. And uh, and you really hope that the concussions aren't going to have a lasting effect on his play and, and doesn't change the way he goes out there because, man, before those concussions, man, he, he was really trending and ascending very, very high and looked like a very, very, very good young corner in this league before the second concussion he was the chargers best corner and, yeah. and then the, the tough thing with him is his wor- three of his four worst games of the season came in the last three games after he came back from that second concussion and some of was freak stuff kind of like Najee Harris yeah. he takes a brutal knee to the head yeah, in that, that Pittsburgh tough. game right after just a couple weeks before that having that injury but like yeah. look at Joey Bosa right had two had two close together had yeah. to really, really go through it, and then comes back to have a fully healthy year. Like, that's not always how it works, you know, because there's also yeah. Brandon Flowers and guys like that where it never gets better. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, it just it, it continues to be a problem. But based on this ranking for me, it's seeing what I saw in the early part of the season, seeing that the talent is there. I mean, the oh, yeah. dude is immensely talented. Even the receptions he was giving up, right, he made it so tough for receivers to get the ball. Yeah. And, I mean, he had just a couple of brutal, you know, rookie mistakes 
But sure. even then, the most yards he gave up all season was 66 in a single game. So it's not like he was just getting torched for a buck no. 20. And he had a pretty gnarly slate of receivers that he had to go up against as well. So like yeah. Sande Samuel Jr., one of the most talented young defenders on the Chargers, easily comes in at number three on our list of the top 25 players under the age of 25 on the Chargers. And this was a tough spot, right? Like I think if you're, you know, especially three, four, and then who it you're was. putting in for five, it, it got really, really tough. So yeah. coming up next, we'll get into numbers four and five on the list of the Chargers players under the age of 25. But, David, I, I'm going to bet on Asante Samuel Jr. bouncing back in a big way. And I'm going to be placing all my bets at betonline.net because it's the best place to place your bets. And there's no better time to get in on the action, guys. And I know I've said that before, but, like, have you guys been watching the playoffs right now? Like, the playoffs have been crazy. Whether it's NHL, I mean, five game sevens in the first round of the playoffs, right? You had a couple more game sevens in the NBA basketball playoffs, and that's heating up. I mean, another crazy game before we did this night with the Heat and the Celtics. Like, it's been nuts, guys. The only thing crazier than game seven is game seven with some action on it. I mean, you will be having the ride of your life, to be sure. But it's not just basketball. It's not just hockey. It's baseball. There's NFL futures right now, Justin Herbert for MVP, the Chargers to win the AFC West. And there's also things like UFC, straight to your favorite Vegas casino games. You can find something for everybody at betonline.net. And you can also change your fate with live in-game betting so you guys can turn things around. And I just love having that option, especially when I make a pretty dumb bet. So check, make sure you check out BetOnline with the best odds, props, and lines that you're going to find in the business. And head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, David. Well, so far, our top five list of players on the Chargers under the age of 25 is Justin Herbert, Rashawn Slater, and Asante Samuel Jr. And that the, the last one was the toughest of them. Even though David, for a good part of the night, forgot about Sunday Samuel Jr. and forgot that he existed. No, I wasn't Thanks. To say that. Appreciate that. Blast <laughs> mode. Right. I mean, now. it's it's it was tough though because like yeah. he could have been four, he could have been five, sure. uh, depending on how you're looking at this. And I mean, maybe someone deserving doesn't get on this list depending on how you're looking at it, right? Yeah. But I mean, you're only as good as your young nucleus, and that's the thing is with the team like the Chargers, especially with multiple players commanding 20 plus million dollar salaries multiple players commanding you know 18 plus million dollar salaries there's some big contracts on the books and a couple more looming with justin herbert eventually and derwin james James. immediately right in that order but i think the thing is is you need these young players to come through and when we were doing this david really what it came down to was the last two draft classes for the most part, right? I yeah. mean, yeah. those are most of the guys on the charge who are under 25, and we only went with it for the guys who were 25 as of us recording this because somebody on the list may or may not have a birthday in like a week or something. It could be cheating. But yeah, gives us a good reason <laughs> to talk about who made it to number four on our list. And for number four, David, maybe a little off the wall here, we went with Nazir Adderley, mm. or at least I did. I mean, I know we were kind of flip-flopping on four and five, but Nazir Adderley... First of all, there wasn't a ton of options. Let's just say that. And that's not a shot yeah. in the zero Adderley, but like this is somewhere like what Kenneth Murray, you know, put Kenneth Murray on, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's just certain yeah. guys that just you can't really use, especially from the last yeah. two draft classes. Haven't and we're not enough, using rookies, obviously. But Nazir Adderley has gotten better every season. Yes. Yes. He hasn't quite lived up to the second round expectations and the first round buzz that was surrounding him coming out of Delaware. 
But yeah. he also basically ended up taking medical redshirt his you know rookie season. Oh, huh, yeah, yeah. And so it's hard to really count that at all against him. The one biggest thing is the knock, I would say, David, against Nazir Adderley is the one interception, right, yes. in his career. And even if we're saying two years, right, yeah. the one interception is the biggest thing because there's a lot of other things he's actually done pretty well. Well, what's so annoying with Nas is that he has had probably at least six or seven almost interceptions right. where he's been in the right place. Like he understands what's going on. He's diagnosing the play correctly. He's getting himself in position and then he just drops the interception. And it's like, man, come on, Nas. Like I, and if for you to take the ne next step in your career, the ball skills and the ball production needs to start following. Because I think one thing that we saw last year that really, really changed in his game was his physicality. I think he got a he's a much more physical player. I think that the system that he's play that he plays in now, uh, I think it really suits his skill set. I think he really showed himself in run support. I think he's already kind of shown that he's a pretty reliable last line of defense defender. I do appreciate that part of his game, but I think the physicality aspect of it is the, the one thing that I feel like he has gotten better at like hand over fist from when we first saw him to now. Yeah, and he had some really, really good plays, you know, throughout the course of the season, especially on that Philly special that was running yeah. against him. Him getting Drew Locke before he could get into the end zone against the Broncos. Like, that was a, a great heads-up play, a great play by him. And I think the second biggest problem, maybe the biggest problem, honestly, even just besides missing the interceptions, is 18 missed tackles last yeah. season that's that's the one that's hard to get around right and he obviously made it to number four on this list and there's a lot of good things but i think the good thing with that though even though that's an alarming number nine of those missed tackles happened in a three game span over mm -hmm. the first half of the season so he got yeah. better throughout the season he was much better later on and it was all around the time when he was missing a couple of games due to injury too so i think that could have played a part of it because it, it just Watching him, you can tell that, that part of his game has gotten a lot, a lot better, especially oh, yeah. since last year. And I think the other thing with him, David, is the plays that you don't see where he's doing something right. You know, because yeah. it's like the times he's not targeted because he's covering someone well. That's the part of the game you don't get to see most of the time, right? Especially from the broadcast. But I would yeah. say that this, even though he has given up a pass rating over 130, and you see that, you know, around 130, it was just under. But like, that's brutal, right? That's yeah. not great. But then you actually look at how it breaks down, right? I mean, he only allowed 260 yards last year over the entire season. That's not very much at all. No. He only had one game where he allowed more than 37 yards. That's not very much at all. And yeah. I think the biggest thing is all of the big plays that he potentially shut down, right? Because yeah. that's what you're not seeing is all the big plays over his head. You don't see a lot of plays over Nazir Adderley's head. And no. the stats back that up. You only allowed one reception last year of over 21 yards. That was yeah. it. That means every other reception he allowed was less than 21 yards. Like, that's pretty damn good for that do. being what your main objective is, being in that cover two shell, being that yeah. back line, right, and making sure yeah. those explosive plays don't happen. But I think he's very deserving of number four on the list. I think he's primed to, to break out personally. I really, I mean, I've said it many times before, but I feel like this is the year he's really going to put it all I together. I thought I'd put him on our list of guys we're not allowed to predict to break out anymore, along I, with Jerry Tillery uh, and Kenneth Murray are the, are I know. the guys I, we're not I, allowed to I'm pick. just a, I'm a big Nas fan, uh, and I want to I see him do well. I, I do. mean, I mean, I was like, when he was coming out as a rookie, uh, coming out in the draft, like, I mean, I... I I liked him at 28, the, the year they yeah. took Jerry Tillery at 28. The yeah. fact that he got to 
60 was a big upset that year. One Thornhill ended up going really late in the second round that year as well. There were some weird picks that happened, but yeah, I mean, I was yeah. super excited about it and yeah. because he was in it. Like, that's the thing is like, it's not just the lack of turnovers in the NFL. It's like, that was his specialty. Like that was his calling card coming out yeah. of Delaware and FCS yeah. program, but that's a big jump, obviously. Yeah. So David, it's time for the last guy on the list. This might've been the toughest one. And, and really there was only a few options. Josh Palmer, right is one of them donna parham is another one jalen guyton i mean is a sneakily one of them for what he's been still being under 25 obviously oh and then azir adderley obviously also turns 25 on may 31st so we were cheating a little bit but i'm glad we got to talk about him a little bit uh josh palmer ended up being the pick here david and i think for both of us we both liked him we both had him in our top five we you know when we talked about it we we had him going number five here and and had to it was basically between him and Donald Barham, you know, yeah. but I think with Josh Palmer, 33 catches, 353 yards, the type of catches he had, right? I mean, the, the yeah. touchdowns he had, the fourth and 21 touchdown against the Raiders in the last game of the season, trying to come back against the Patriots, having that, you know, crazy contested touchdown catch that he had in that game being, you know, just a very well-rounded receiver, I think is what ends up gets him on this list because I think with, more opportunities, those numbers probably would have been a lot different. Yeah, I mean, he's just just a guy that you feel really good about when you know you got to put him on the football field. You just know what you're going to get. You just know there's not going to be a tremendous drop off between you know your top guys and when he steps on the football field. He's not the fastest receiver, but you know, like Keenan Allen, he runs very clean, crisp routes, and that really helps him gain separation. And he has very strong hands. He only was credited with one drop all of last season. So I think he's a guy that you trust, you know, you, you, and he put in the extra work. He cares. Like, he, it's very, very important to him. I mean, we talked about, uh, you know, a lot how he, you know, really established that relationship with Justin Herbert very quickly because after every single practice, he was there catching passes and trying to get that camaraderie and that chemistry down. And I think uh, in those moments to where he had to come on the football field because somebody went down with an injury, that's why he was able to step in and play so well because he put in the work um, off the field and it mattered when he stepped on the field. And I think that's the thing that you get, you know, you're so encouraged about Josh Palmer um, and you just see that his game is going to resonate. It's going to play at this level. Yeah, it definitely plays at this level. It's just, when are we going to see it? You know what I mean? Because right. right now he is still the third option and Keenan's not going anywhere. And Mike Williams just got locked up for the next three years. So it's just, yeah. How, how do we end up seeing more of them, more of him in an offense that we think is going to be a little bit more run heavy? I think that's really the only thing that's going to really slow this dude down. He's only 22 years old at this point. Yeah. He had the least drops of the out of anyone that was catching, you know, more than 10 passes last year for the Chargers. He only had one drop. You know, you can say get in front of the jugs machine and turn it up. But Keenan, you also had 10 catches, buddy. This dude actually, you know, 10, 10 drops. Ball. Yeah. 10 drops yeah i mean yeah. 100 plus catches but 10 drops as well you could add so many more but i mean i'm just yeah i think we're probably more bullish on him maybe than some i think the thing about donna parham is just it's been two seasons and i think he's played very well for what he was right yeah i mean and there's different expectations josh palmer's a third round pick donna sure. parham's from the xfl you know yep. what i mean so like yep. and from stetson university so it's a right. little bit different and like i think 30 catches over two his first two years is obviously a little bit underwhelming. You'd like yeah. to see more. You'd like to see a few more touchdowns from him as well, especially being a 6'8 monster. Yeah. He's a guy that won't be able to make this list next year because he'll be too old. 
but I think, you know, should have the opportunity to have a, a big piece of this offense because you know they're going to want to feature that dude if he's out there. He's just so big, so athletic. He's such he's a, a matchup nightmare. And, and I think if you get him on the football field and, and you put him in anywhere you want, you put him in the slot and you got a slot defender trying to cover someone who's six foot eight. It's just it's not fair. I mean, and, and he's just he's crazy athletic for his size. He really um, does a fantastic job of making people miss. I mean, his yards after catch is actually, you know, per, per reception is pretty impressive. In 2020, it was 5.8 yards after catch per reception and seven yards after catch per reception in 2021. So, I mean, he's good with the ball in his hands in the open field. I mean, for a guy that size, he shouldn't be able to move the way that he does. And I think that's why we're, we haven't seen the best of Donald Parham Jr. I, I think he, he's a guy that's gotten better as a blocker, but we know what he is. He's a receiving threat. Uh, and that's how he needs to be featured. And as long as he's able to stay on the field, I expect a lot more production out of Donald Parham. Yeah. I mean, a lot more is tough just because, like, he's the second string tight end, right? I mean, he yeah. had 20 catches last year and so many mouths to feed. You know what I mean? Like, sure. that's just always tough to, like, carve out. I mean, out I should probably say 30 to 40. I can expect 30 to 40 catches if he's on, if he's on the football field. I, I think that that's 40 is a lot. I, yeah. I, I mean, I think it just depends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how many targets are their Titans getting? Because how many receptions do you think Gerald Everett's going to have? Like, yeah, Gerald, you know what I mean? Like, he might have close to 50. Are the Titans getting 90 catches this year? Probably not. Probably. You know what I mean? So, it, it, it just, we don't know how it's all going to play out. I mean, we sure. don't know, you know, who's going to be healthy. And for him, obviously, getting healthy, getting back after that scary, scary injury that he suffered late in the season last year. I mean, that's the most important thing. But absolutely, definitely a, a little bit of a diamond in the rough there with Donald Barham. I mean, he's super super talented and and should be able to carve out a role on this team that's you know has an ever improving offense next year david zion johnson will be on the list i'm gonna make oh, that yeah. bold statement right now he wasn't eligible for this year's list the sneaky I dark isaiah, horse i think isaiah spiller could also you know join isaiah that spiller. list yeah that's there the, you go that's man. the dark horse for the next year we didn't talk he, about that yeah he's but. gonna get he's gonna get the opportunities this year i really believe he's gonna get a handful of carries this year to prove you know why he was a great pick and why he's going to be on this list next year yeah man i mean isaiah spiller like i like the pick i I thought it was good value in the fourth round it's going to be really interesting to see how his game translates you know what i mean because it's like and i was obviously much higher on him than i have the last two years but chargers haven't the Chargers have sown a lot of doubt into their you know running backs (laughs) in the draft process so i like him much more i think he's on a different level than the two other guys they drafted in the two previous seasons but yeah i mean Isaiah Spiller is absolutely a guy who will have the opportunity because you need the opportunities, and that's the yeah. biggest thing, right? They'll have a chance to definitely earn that role. And, I mean, as far as the you know bar set for the RB2 for the Chargers the last couple of seasons, not very high. Yeah. Right? The best <laughs> RB2 the Chargers have had in the last five years, Austin Eckler, <laughs> right behind Melvin Gordon. That, yeah. that, that was the best that they've done. That was the, the last time they had two really, really effective backs that were both out there. A significant amount of the season but the Chargers have some really really good young players and I think now that we're seeing the draft classes that we've seen and how these you know Brandon Staley's first draft class with the team has already played out with Rashawn Slater looking good three of those picks making this list right the first three picks they made in Brandon Staley's you know career as a head coach all made this list of the top five players under 25 for the Chargers so I think that really looms large for what is to come but Chargers are going to have a really tough schedule. So all these dudes are going to have to contribute, and they're going to need some really big players, especially from some players who we might not be expecting it from. But that is going to wrap things up for today's show. They better get it really together, Dave, because they have a very tough schedule, and a big part of that is the Chargers having to play the NFC West in 2022. That means the Rams, 
the Battle of L.A., right? That means the Cardinals. That means the 49ers and the Seahawks and Drew Locke. But on tomorrow's show, we're going to be getting into how the Chargers stack up against the NFC West, since that is going to be a big part of their schedule in 2022, and how many games we think they could win out of that. And the biggest competition will be from that, right? The Rams, obviously, the Super Bowl champions and taking them down. But that is going to do it for today's show. Also, make sure to be aware later on in the week, we will be doing Fan Mail Friday. So hit us up on Twitter at LockdownLAC. We'll put a post out and get some questions out there. You can also find us on Instagram at Lockdown Chargers. And we also have a Lockdown Chargers Facebook page. We post the show to all of those places every single day. And you can also make sure you don't miss the show by subscribing to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel. That's the easiest way. Or following the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. If you guys want to get a voicemail in this week, the number is 323-524-7924. We can try to get that in on Friday's show. But make sure you guys are back here tomorrow when we talk about how the Chargers will stack up against the NFC West. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.